Is Alabama football taking over the world? I haven't gotten to travel internationally that much over the last few years, but anytime I have, I will always see an Alabama fan somewhere. College football is big, uh, you know, outside of uh, the states, but but Alabama football has become an entity into its own self. When you're a champion, especially on this type of level, you're an international brand. The Crimson Tide have at times penetrated the mainstream of the United States, but the current dynasty under head coach Nick Saban has gone global. Everybody loves a winner. I mean, we're winning. Like, why wouldn't you want to be an Alabama football fan right now? Five national championships in nine years will move the needle no matter how many thousands of miles away. After an amazing run with multiple titles to their name, the Crimson Tide are still on top, and the rest of the world has a big case of Bama fever. We know Alabama is a national brand, But is this college football team nestled in the heart of Tuscaloosa, Alabama, a worldwide sensation? On top of all that is the elemental fact that it's easier wherever you're from, wherever people are happier when they win. Bama has cast its spell on those who travel from distant lands. It's very easy when you come here for the first time and you live it, you experience it. It's, it's, It's catching. And my students are always asking, well, how do I translate World Tide in French? I'm like, you don't. It doesn't exist. You can't. There's no way. We talked to people born outside the United States who immigrated and settled in the South and have since fallen in love with Alabama football. From Egypt to Scotland, from Taiwan to Australia, the Crimson Tide brings people together from all over the world. If I have a soccer game and a football game, it's going to be hard, you know, to have to be like watching which one I watch. But if, if Alabama or the New York Jets playing, I definitely I watch the football. I'm Ben Flanagan. Welcome to Banners. Of course, the most sacred site in all of old Jerusalem is this Alabama Heart of Dixie Crimson Tide store. Roll Tide. I'd heard about it through friends. It's like all the groups that go there with churches or other organizations have kind of spread the word. It's like a it's a sight to see for us Alabama people. You may have heard of the Alabama store buried in the markets in Old Jerusalem and Israel. By now, it's become a fixture for Americans traveling to the Holy Land to stop and see a piece of home. What's crazy is you're walking around that old city, but then there's all these shops, and they're usually selling religious things and, and whatnot. And so when you, when you come upon this, you kind of can't help but laugh. Like, I can't believe uh, this is out there. You're, you're hardly any distance from the most holiest site in the world for all three monotheistic faiths. And here there's a, a Bama shop selling shirts and trinkets. And uh, we all just couldn't stop laughing for a bit because right, we, we can't believe the fandom is, is reached this far. And it's, and it's kind of funny in some ways. It's like the blending of our two religions in the state. Uh, in a way, if we're honest. My friend Benjamin Garner made the trip to Israel with his brother in 2017. As lifetime fans of Bama, they had to see the store with their own eyes. It warms your heart. <laughs> it's really something. It's kind of an experience in and of itself. Uh, everyone that's gone just gets such a kick out of it. They're like, you've got to stop there. 
as if it's like actually a holy site to visit. Owner and Palestinian Muslim, Hani Imam, attended the University of Alabama on scholarship in the 1980s, where he studied business administration and, big surprise, became a huge Alabama fan. Imam spent time in Alabama from 1984 to 1994 before moving back to Israel. The guy that owns it is just like one of the, the cheeriest and nicest guys. He's, he's basically uh, a southerner and a Alabama fan of that. He loves it. In 2010, AL.com guest columnist Ashley McCard described finding the Alabama store while walking the streets of Old Jerusalem. Quote, I discovered the shop while trying to find my way out of Jerusalem's old city, a labyrinth of narrow cobblestone streets. An alley tees off into Alabama Heart of Dixie in red Bama feverish font over an open garage strung with car tags and a precious metal plate that could be the base of a gong. I think what's so special about that place is if I was in like at the Roman Coliseum or the Eiffel Tower, I would get a kick out of seeing a store in any of those places. The fact that the reach can go that far, that they can they can have a shop in one of the like highest traffic touristy areas. I mean, that says something, you know. Well, I'm talking to several people <clears throat> who were born outside of the U.S. who who have settled in Alabama or Tuscaloosa, and they and they've really embraced Alabama football and uh, this era. Um, of Alabama football is certainly a national and it's even an international brand. Like, what do you think people from outside of the country might find so appealing about it? Like, why do you think it stretches so far? Because everybody loves the winter. Longtime Alabama fan, Hunter Johnson. I mean, we're winning. Like, why wouldn't you want to be an Alabama football fan right now? It beats any, it beats any fan of pretty much any other team. I can totally see how somebody would move here, really anywhere, and be like, oh, these guys win. I'm going to be an Alabama fan. It's the same reason that you find so many people in the United States who follow you know, Premier League soccer. They pull for Man U because they're the winners. So, you know, why are you going to pick you know, to be like a, like a Newcastle fan? That doesn't sound like fun. Why am I going to be a Newcastle fan? They don't ever win. You want to pick somebody who's going to win. So you get more you know, self-gratification out of that. I think the main reason is they win, and everybody wants to be a part of a winning group, whether it's a team or whether it's a something that makes them feel like they're attached to success. And there's something about Alabama that just has this broad, recognizable thing. Laura Rutledge wears many hats as an ESPN broadcaster, including host of SEC Nation, which travels from one SEC town to the next each Saturday to lay out the conference landscape. I haven't gotten to travel internationally that much over the last few years because I'm usually at a football game or doing some other sport. But anytime I have, I will always see an Alabama fan somewhere. And it just seems like that brand recognition has gone uh, so worldwide. And I really think it's because they've won so much. And people are interested in that. People like dynasties. ESPN college football analyst Marcus Spears. When you're a champion, especially on this type of level, you're an international brand. I think there's a lot of people that know about Alabama football that don't necessarily follow football. So, and they've done a tremendous job promoting it and endorsing it. So, I think for the most part, yeah, it is. It's global. We've had calls from Russia, China, Japan, Australia, New Zealand, across uh, Great Britain and to Europe. Uh, I mean, there's there's hardly a anywhere we have it now, Alaska. Uh, plenty of, uh, we've heard from people everywhere, but I think uh, college football is big, uh, you know, outside of uh, the states. But but Alabama football has become an entity into uh, into its own self. 
This is Paul Feinbaum, ESPN and SEC Network. It's the biggest brand in college football. Saban's the biggest name in college football. So, therefore, people around the world uh, know who he is. I mean, they've seen him. What was it? The, uh, the Forbes list uh, where he, you know, he ranks among the most influential people in the world. Uh, that, that's including all people, not just sports people. So, yeah, um, I mean, I haven't done much international traveling lately, but I'm sure if I did, uh, because I know, because I travel uh, enough uh, in this country, it, that's probably the first thing people bring up. Uh, it's, it's Alabama football. And uh, uh, that's extraordinary. And, and I think what's even more extraordinary is this, it's, it, it's round two for us because we we encountered this. Uh, I didn't encounter much of it until the end, but, uh, you know, people talked about Bear Bryant in the 60s, 70s, and, and early 80s as well in, in places beyond uh, this continent. If you think about it, most people like winners. So if you're coming into something for the first time, let's say I'm, I'm from overseas and I'm becoming a college football fan for the first time, and I'm looking at these games, I'm saying, oh, well, this team is beating everybody every year. They've won this many championships since I started watching the sport. Maybe I'll pay a little bit more close attention to them. Mark Burnett is a sports writer who has covered Alabama sports for years. He's also a University of Alabama graduate who teaches at the school. That's a lot of times how people become fans of professional teams. Uh, unless your parents grew up a fan or you grew up in a city that has a pro team, you typically latch on to one in your region or one that was popular. And that's why that's where the term bandwagon fan comes from, because typically people just like winners. And Alabama is the winner now. Now, uh, I think, you know, as long as Nick Saban here, that, that's probably will continue. And, uh, you know, I'm not surprised by that at all, because I think people really love winners. They love greatness. That's why people you know, enjoy the different dynasties that we have throughout all of sports, the Yankees, uh, the Patriots, the Lakers. Now the Golden State Warriors are coming up. So I, I think, you know, it, it's one of those things where people are always going to love a winner, no matter what the sport is. Other than the weather, what's the number two topic of conversation in this set? Alabama football. So if you want to be part of the social fabric, uh, you have to be somewhat conversant in it. Cecil Hurd is a sports editor and columnist for the Tuscaloosa News. I will guarantee you, this may be right, this may be wrong in, in terms of, of priorities, but there are far more people in this state who know who Nick Saban is than know who Kay Ivey is. Far more. So if you're going to talk in this state, it's just part of the cultural fabric. It would in, in reverse, you know, if you moved to Ecuador, you know, you would, you would talk about the Andes. I mean, it's just here. It's just looming and large and everybody talks about it. So depending on the culture you're from, you know, if you want to assimilate and most immigrants do, you want to be conversant with what people talk about and, and watch and, and are involved in. And then it's, there's a little fiesta to it too. You know, the Saturdays are fun. And uh, even if you don't come to the game, people have parties and watch the game. And people, uh, for the most part, it's a fun thing in the fall. You know, it's not all year round. It's 12 Saturdays in the fall. If you have a great season, it's 15 in the Christmas and, and New Year's. So I think that that's probably attractive. And there's, at this point, you know, they're extremely, Alabama is extremely well branded, well marketed. Uh, slickly presented, and and on top of all that is the elemental fact that it's easier wherever you're from, wherever people are happier when they win, and they identify with winners, and they like to win, and that's part of it too.
So can it's, you tell me a little bit about where you were born? Near Inverness, uh, the Black Isle. Uh, it's in the Highlands in northern Scotland. This is Doug Monroe from Scotland. Strolling through the Walk of Champions outside Bryant-Denny Stadium ahead of Arkansas State kickoff in 2018, I spotted Monroe decked out in a white dress shirt with a script A along with a plaid kilt and a dark red tam shanter with a silver elephant pin and white feather. Even among the thousands of Alabama fans, he stuck out. You moved to New York when you were how old? I was two when I came over. Okay. And so you said that college football just wasn't on the radar? Did you no, care anything no, about it? No, I could care less. Were you a sports fan? Well, yeah. Uh, when I moved to Washington, uh, I became a Redskins fan. <laughs> and then when I left Washington, I just gave, you know, it fell out of favor, uh, NFL. Mm. Uh, then I, when I moved here, it, it was infectious. My son and daughter were ready to enter college, and it was the question of Auburn, Alabama. I didn't know the difference, you know, just coming here. They both chose Alabama, and then it just, like I say, became infectious. I just, I, I can't get enough of it. He's about 4,000 miles from home. So why do you think you can't get enough of it? What is it about uh, the football, the it's culture? It's exciting. Okay. And, you know, coming to a game, game day, uh, the, the elephant stomp, walk of champions, there, there are so many factors that tailgating. It's just an exciting, and watching the Million Dollar Band uh, is it, just, it's wonderful. So it doesn't surprise you at all when people from outside of the U.S. and especially outside of Alabama come to a place like Tuscaloosa, see Alabama football, and really embrace it? It's, it's very easy, very, very easy when you come here for the first time and you live it, you experience it. it it's, it's, it's catching. It's absolutely catching. You just can't get enough of it after your first visit. I also bumped into a distant traveler last season. Tell me again where you're from and what you're doing here. So we're from Australia and uh, we'd heard about the game and we had a mate who went to Tennessee and he said we had to come and see it. So um, here we are. It's a long way to come. In the midst of another crowded tailgate scene on the quad during the Saturday of the Tennessee game in 2017, just hours before they kicked off, I spotted some young men wearing Australian flag patches on their shirts and hanging in the shade as they observed game day festivities. I asked the group of about 10 guys what brought them halfway around the world to see an American college football game in Tuscaloosa. Three planes and nearly a full day later, here they were, on the quad, hours before watching the best college football team in America take on their friend's underdog alma mater, marking a stop in between Nashville and New Orleans for their pal's bachelor party. And by the time I ran into them, they seemed to like what they had seen so far. Uh, Awesome. It's a beautiful city. The university is absolutely beautiful. And uh, we spent a couple of days in Nashville, then have come down, and then we drive to New Orleans tomorrow to um, continue the party. Are you an American football fan at all? Uh, yeah, we get we get a fair bit of it at home um, yeah. on cable, and so most of us know enough to uh, enjoy the game, but we're definitely not experts. Most of us are rugby fans, so um, in that way, it's kind of similar. Um, good contact sport. But you're familiar that like Alabama's a pretty good program? Yeah, yeah. We know that they're the best, as I understand. So, so. so who would be the sort of Alabama equivalent in rugby in Australia? Um, it's hard to say. It's a bit all over the shop. New Zealand's really good, um, but we beat them last night. So there was a game overnight, uh, which is a big game for us. So uh, it was an early start for us this morning to watch that and then come here. So the sport fest just continues. We're going to watch it at home and then come and pick it up here as well. And I'm guessing this isn't y'all's first trip to the States, right? No, many of us will have been here before, but um, I don't think many people have 
I don't think any of us have been to Alabama before. Yeah, so a lot of people, when, when a lot of people like in other parts of the United States, they think people in Alabama, where they come from, they think their accents sound kind of Australian. What do you think of that? Yeah, I think that's crazy. <laughs> We, um, we've struggled to understand a few people when their accent's really thick, but most people seem to understand us, so that's fine, but yeah, I don't quite think so. Have people understood, uh, struggled to understand you guys at all? Not yet, not yet. Um, only perhaps later in the evening, and that's not because of our accents. My hometown is pretty countryside, like it's not a big city, there's mountain and ocean and river, you know, it's very beautiful nature kind of place. I, I was pretty much playing around in the nature, you know, like going to river, swim, or going to mountain to hike. I know Tuscaloosa has lots of nature too here in Alabama, you know, like beautiful lakes, uh, lots of trees. But I really like Tuscaloosa. This is Chika Kobayashi from the Chubu region in Honshu, Japan, better known as the home of Mount Fuji. She got her master's at the University of Iowa before moving to Tuscaloosa in 2006, where she now teaches Japanese at UA. My hometown didn't have any sports team, like a professional sports team, but I used to like baseball. <laughs> I never went to watch game in Iowa. I knew there was hockey or something, uh, <laughs> but I never cared about it. And then when I came to Alabama, people crazy about it. They have big flags on the cars and then, you know, there's huge stadium and the people are talking about it all the time. And I'm like, what, what, what is going on? You know, I, I like sports basically so I was like oh, let me go see what they are so crazy about and then <laughs> I got into it <laughs> Chica is about 6300 miles from home the first time I went to game it's probably the second year I was here and then I got tickets and then I bought it with my friend so I was going there to the stadium it was like huge Huge stadium, lots of people, and everybody's wearing like a red shirt for Alabama or gray. And I'm like, wow, this is something because I went to watch baseball game in Japan, but it was still it's professional game, but it was smaller than the size. And I was really amazed how many people are there, and then people saw, you know, like screaming and. <laughs> I have been around the quad when I went to watch game, but I never tailgate. And I really don't know what they're doing, just watching game on TV in the tent or something. <laughs> it's kind of weird because it never, you know, happened to me to watch sports games. Like, you know, they just watch it in the stadium or watch it at home. So it's kind of unique. <laughs> One of my colleagues said, is that you really need to come and tailgate. I'm like, I'm not tailgating. I mean, I, I've seen tailgating in Wisconsin, you know, sitting all day and just by the back of your truck. And he's like, oh, no, 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 this is not like that. So I said, okay, I'll come. And I was blown away. Isabelle Drevelo is from Bordeaux in southwest France. She's an associate professor of French and applied linguistics at UA. To me, that was a cultural shock. The big TVs, the the, the comfortable chair, the catering, the, 
all of that, I was like, wow. And it comes up in one day and goes down in one day. It's incredible. You know, tailgating doesn't exist in France at all. So I wouldn't even be able to do a translation. So that's already a little surprising. But the sophistication of tailgating here is amazing. Isabel is almost 5,000 miles from home. I just, I just don't get football, you know, like American football. You know, I'm impressed that the stadium is the biggest landmark in, in Tascarusa. I mean, it's the biggest building. To me, it's surprising because in, in where I come from, the big stadiums are in the big city, not in a small, I mean, I consider Tascarusa to be a small city. So it's crazy to me that, you know, such a big stadium. And, and, and what's crazier is that they actually fill it up, <laughs> you know? To me, that's surprising is that such a, a, you know, so much people come to a small town just to watch a game. What I knew about Alabama was what I knew about history, right? So I knew about, you know, Martin Luther King, the Birmingham, you know, right, everything about the civil rights movement. That's what I knew about Alabama. I had, I had watched Forrest Gump. But when I watched Forrest Gump, you know, when it came out, the whole football thing didn't imprint on me. I had no idea who was Bear Bryant. No idea. And I came here not knowing anything. And so I've learned, you know, how important football is. And everybody dresses the same on these days, you know, and I don't own even an Alabama t-shirt. <laughs> so, you know, and then this, it's like a really big community and I find that fascinating. And people don't even say thank you, they say roll tide. That's crazy to me. <laughs> you know? And my students are always asking, well, how do I translate roll tide in French? I'm like, you don't. It doesn't exist. You can't. There's no way. And they can't wrap their mind around that. And I say, you know, that's, that's foreign language. You can't always... Roll Tide is a very cultural thing that I can't give you. I mean, I can give you the words, but they will have no meaning. And I've been to the stadium once, so I've done it once. You know, I enjoy looking at other people's reaction, and I was with some friends, so it was... But I... Would I spend, you know, every Saturday watching or going? Absolutely not. I wouldn't spend my money on, on going to the game. No. But it was interesting to see the people, you know, how much they're into it. While the whole football thing hasn't totally clicked with Isabel, she remains no less fascinated by the cultural imprint it has on the community. To be honest, I find it entertaining to see how people will get upset, how people will get, you know, so happy. In a way, I think it's good. I almost see, you know, football is probably the only thing that where racism doesn't exist, I think. And maybe it does, and maybe I'm not aware of it. But where I see all the fans, you know, they're happy together when their team wins, and they'll talk, you know, about it to each other. I mean, randomly people will talk to each other. You know, the other day I was waiting in line at the gas station because my card wouldn't work, so I had to go pay inside in a... There were two guys, and they were talking to each other about the game. And one was black, one was white. And I'm not sure they would have, you know, talked to each other if it hadn't been about the game. And then they asked my opinion, and I was like, no. And then they're like, oh, you're not from here. I'm like, no, I'm not. But I think it's funny because it brings people together, and I don't think otherwise. They would talk to each other. 
so I think that's a powerful thing, especially in a state with the history, you know, of Alabama, like with slavery and civil rights and all that. I'm from Taiwan originally, but I'm half Taiwanese and half Japanese. So I pretty much live in Taiwan, Japan for like 10 years, 10 years. This is Chaz Wu. He's lived in the U.S. for about 10 years. He moved here to get a college education at Mississippi State University. He works as a course designer at the University of Alabama. So when I was in Mississippi, um, I always want to be in the U.A., University of Alabama, because, I mean, MSU, they have a great football team, but, I'm, I mean, U.A. is better. Actually, this kind of support is really new to me and very different because we don't have football in Taiwan and I never heard of it before and then when I studied in Mississippi and I started to know football and I watched every football game when Mississippi played out of school and, and I realized oh yeah football is actually fun so that's how I started to love watching football. Was it a difficult learning curve for you because, you know, it didn't exist where you grew up? Was it a hard sport to comprehend or did you uh, sort of get it pretty quickly? Yeah, there was a learning curve because I don't even know why, you know, those players, they tackle each other and they try to get that ball. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I took some time and asked my friends, so why they do that? Um, what is the strategy and how they play the team? So all that kind of things. But I think I pick up very quick, so now I know the, the rules and I know how you lead the team, and all those kind of things. Everybody is so into the game, and I feel like that this game, especially um, the team, um, kind of connect to everyone. So we all think we belong here, and this is something we need. Um, and I often heard something from my friend. Uh, my friend always said, there are a lot of places play football, but right here, we live it. We live it. We, we don't play, we live it. So I think, well, that's a really good word to um, spread everything. What is your family, like, are they aware of, of Alabama football? Have you told them about it and, and how much you, how much you like it? Do they have any opinion on it? Uh, yeah, I told them. Um, well, of course they don't understand, uh, but I told them, um, I said, hey, we've been winning championship for many years, many times, we've got a 17, and all that kind of things, so, but, um, and right now, I think my brother, he's kind of into it, but not really, but he started watching football, uh, because, um, in Taiwan, we can watch, uh, different games, or all kinds of sport games, um, in the U.S., so we can watch from there. Uh, so now my brother kind of enjoy football as well. I'm just curious. I'm I'm asking everybody I'm talking to about this. Is there a Japanese translation for Roll Tide? <laughs> I think so. Hold on. Uh, yes, I, I think you can. And I've heard of it. Some Japanese people translated it. It's Tide is like a shio and then roll. But something about Tide, I've heard of it, but not quite. I wonder, is there a Mandarin translation for Roll Tide? That's a good question. That's a good question. Actually, we don't. We don't. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we just say Roll Tide and we don't, any, we don't have any translation 
what that would work. Do you ever say Roll Tide to your family, and do they do they have any idea what you're talking about? I do sometimes, and my brother says, what are you talking about? They, they don't understand. I say, hey, that's, you know, that's our spirit. That's our slogan. The Roll Tide was, yeah. <laughs> I say that a lot. <laughs> Walk into Hooligan's Restaurant in downtown Tuscaloosa any day of the week, and you might strike up a conversation with its manager, Khalid, a tall and bearded manager from Egypt who can talk just about anybody under the table about sports, including his beloved Crimson Tide, which he discovered when he moved to Alabama almost 20 years ago. I love this town. Uh, I love Alabama football. I love, I'm a big fan of Nick Saban, and I'm with Alabama, I know when the bad days are good days. The culture over here in Saturday is awesome, like in a game day. It's one of the best days I ever see when Alabama, you know, it's like playing. Like everybody just talking about Alabama and everybody want Alabama to win. And this is, you couldn't see it in everywhere. People here are just being crazy about Alabama. If it's Alabama lose some game or something like that, it's like a dead town, like somebody die or something like that. When Alabama win, it's the enjoyment in the world. I love football. I started love football in 1996 when I came here. The reason I love football, I didn't know anything about football until I came here. It's just some people pushing around left and right and stuff like that. I don't know what's going on. In 1996, uh, in October, you know, I remember the first game I watched it was San Francisco 49er, and I I forgot that was I think it was the Rams, and Steve Young, the person I make me love football. But it's totally different between the professional and the college. When I came here in 2000, it's totally different in people over here. Just, it's like, um, them enjoyment, you know, it's like in a football uh, sports, you know, but especially Alabama football team. I don't know how to explain how I love the game or, you know, it's like I move over here for a friend, you know, it's like he invited me to see this town and stuff like that. When I move here, I love it and I'm not going to change the schools of any place in the world. I love Tuscaloosa. It's like my home. And after that, you know, I start watching Alabama football in the bad days, in the good days. It's still you know, the same. I love Alabama. You know, it's like, uh, don't ask me if Alabama going to win or going to lose because they're going to say 100% they're going to win, that whatever it is. When they lose, I feel bad, you know, but I know it's another day. But, you know, with uh, Nick Saban as a coach, no no team in the world is, can beat Alabama. That's because he's a great coach. It's not because of anything, you know, he know how to change the environment of the game. And Rota... At this popular Greek and Mediterranean restaurant, you'll find authentic euros, hummus, and one of the best cheeseburgers in town. And you'll get frank and passionate analysis on Alabama football from a place where you might least expect it. And he's usually spot on. You know, when you understand the rules, you love it, you know. It's like, I start watching the NFL teams. I'm a big Jets fan, you know. A lot of people, you know, it's like, maybe the people know me, they know I'm a big Jets fan because of Pell Parcell. I love Pell Parcell as a coach. And this is the reason I stuck with them, you know. American football is, is a nice, nice sport. If you understand it, you will love it. You know, it's, I grown up in soccer and stuff like that, but it's totally different. And I love, you know, it's like if I, if I have a soccer game and a football game, it's gonna be hard, you know, to have to be like watching which one I watch. But if, if Alabama or the New York Jets playing, I definitely, I watch the football. Just in terms of like the level of importance between soccer and football for you. Egypt was in the World Cup, this past World Cup, and then Alabama was in the championship final. I mean, if those two things are on at the same time, 
which do you prefer to watch? Alabama, because Alabama's going to win. Egypt is not going to win, you know. <laughs> so Tuscaloosa specifically, I mean, Alabama football is such a part of the culture and community. Pretty much everybody here loves it, you know, and they live it and love it. Have people been welcoming of you as somebody who's from outside of the United States? I mean, you run a place here that has become a big part of the, the community, too. Everybody loves this place. So what has your relationship been like with people, whether it's through the food here and the restaurant, the place that you are a big part of creating, and also Alabama football? It's like I'm telling you, some of people, they, they feel I'm the, one of the family, you know. It's like in, in this restaurant, you know, people like it and like us, you know, and the football culture too here. Like on Saturday, we sit and talk with uh, with some customer. They we we feel they are not a customer, you know. They seems like they're one of us, you know. We talk about the football game, you know. We talk about how the Alabama is gonna play it's before the game or after the game, you know. How the performance, you know, was good or bad or stuff like that. It's like the culture here. It's like we are a family, you know. Even the some customer, you know, they put us as a family with them. And Saturday. Everybody in the, his own world, you know, because of the game. After the game, we can sit and shit chat about, you know, how, how the game was good, how the player play good or play bad. Do people back home know about your interest in it now? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like some of them start watching it, you know, because in a social media, you know, it's like you can put, I put some stuff, you know, and they start asking me about it and they start watching it, you know, because it's, it's a small world now, you know, you can watch all this game, you know, it's like an in internet or in a regular TV, you know, and they're watching it. I got some friend, you know, they just, before Alabama games, you know, they call, hey, Alabama play today or stuff like that. I said, yeah. And I tell them exactly what time, you know. Some of them, you know, it's different, like seven hours. Sometimes the game, if the game over here is seven o'clock at night or six o'clock, it's over there around like two o'clock in the morning. Some of them sit and watch it. I got some Alabama fan in Egypt. <laughs> you came from a far place, right? I mean, you came from basically around the world to, to Tuscaloosa, Alabama. And so that's just not a traditional path for somebody. And you learn to love aspects of the culture and the community like Alabama football. So does it surprise you at all that people who come from across the world and outside of the country, does it surprise you that they so easily embrace things about Alabama and Alabama football? I don't think so. You know, I think it's easy, you know, to be like one of the community, you know, it's like what I told you, you know, people over here is very friendly. They're helpful and American people, you know, and this is make everybody feel comfy, you know, and being between them, you know, and inside with them, you know, like one of them. This, I think, you know, it's like the people over here, it's make it easy for the, the people come from overseas, you know. It's like what I told you, you know, I, I've been in Jersey and I've been here. Alabama people is not one of the nicest people I've never seen in my life. And I know I'm, I'm glad, like what I told you, if, the, if I'm coming back, I will do it again and again and again. Thanks to Chaz Wu, Khalid, Doug Monroe, Shika Kobayashi, Isabel Drevelo, Paul Feinbaum, Mark Burnett, Cecil Hurt, Marcus Spears, Laura Rutledge, Paul Janeway, Hunter Johnson, and Benjamin Garner. Join us as we continue our deep dive into Alabama's fascinating fan culture. What do you think of this concept of sidewalk alumni? A byproduct, I think, of a horrible cultural war that's taking place in our country. Just because I dig a ditch from 8 to 5 and you graduated from the University of Alabama, that don't make you no better, no worse than me. Next time on Bammers. Additional clips from ESPN and TBS. Bammers is produced and hosted by Ben Flanagan for AL.com. 
You can find all episodes and other bonus content on iTunes, Google Play, and at al.com slash bammers. 